and the Chiefs respond with the big hits of their own. Now, good Chiefs support at the stadium today. Let's go! News, views, and behind-the-scenes chats from Sandy Park. This is the Exeter Chiefs podcast. Uh, welcome to the Exeter Chiefs podcast. Um, I can't believe it. We've finally got Phil Dolman in the studio. Uh, Phil, you follow uh, a long line of, um, of stars in this studio. Uh, we've, had, uh, we've had Stino. Have you heard of him? Yeah, yeah. Just about. Um, Jack Knoll. Tom, yeah, it's, it's, it's big celebrities. Uh, Tom Johnson, uh, Will Chudley, Julian Salvi, even had Twigsy in here. No pressure. No so pressure. Uh, the big stars have been in, and um, it's an absolute pleasure to to have you here. So um, we're here to talk testimonial year, but I thought as I've managed to get you in for the podcast, and we're in a studio and and not in uh, a windy park with the wind blowing we'll, we'll talk about all sorts so <laughs> let's start at the beginning how did this uh, how did this happen you, you, you're 10 years at Chiefs nearly but it started at home in Caerphilly what what got you interested in rugby? Uh, probably my brother playing rugby was something that uh, got me started um, my parents you know growing up in Wales you, you play a lot of rugby it's, it's, it's bred into you play at primary school and so on and so forth but my parents took me down to watch my brother play, and and um, and I got stuck straight in with him. Uh, they're a couple of years older, but you know, just jumped in, got thrown around a little bit. It was full contact in those days at the age of five. So, and the age it was, of five, it was a tough start, tough start. But it was enjoyable. I've I've always enjoyed it, so that's brilliant. And does does he still play? He still plays. Yeah, he's was it? How, it's his birthday actually tomorrow um, he's 36 I think uh, yeah he still plays he's still going on he's probably in worse neck than me though uh, his knees and body's in, in a bad state and his wife's not too happy about it we'll talk about you and condition in a minute because uh, I think I've said this to, bef- to you before you like you're, you're wrapped in bubble wrap you, you, you're what 33 going on 34 and you can't say you're not because you're the same age as me <laughs> and, um, and and you're in good nick and, and you're continuing um, let's do it now how, how are you staying so so fit and healthy because people like you and, and Stino have, have, have got to be focused on obviously fitness and trying to stay fit and it gets harder as you get older it helps being a rugby player keeping you fit really you know we, we've got a tough regime but it all depends on who you ask of how fit I am and how fit I look but um, what would Twigsy say oh don't ask Twigsy don't ask him um, he'd probably just roll his eyes and say nothing but um, yeah we're, we're quite lucky that we get to run around day on you know day in day out and keep ourselves in in decent shape uh, like you say, me and Stino, the oldest statesman in the back line. You know, he looks older right. than you, though, with this beard he's sporting. Yeah, exactly. He's, I don't know what he's doing there, but... Um, Nor do we. It's its interesting, you know, maybe he's trying to get a bit of attention. You know, everyone else is going short, he's going long here. <laughs> <laughs> right, do, do you have to... Um, I know this is a bit boring, and I always tend to veer down nutrition, which people take the mick out of before, but do you have to eat better? Do you have to sleep more? Do you have to be more careful as you move out of your 20s, where a lot of the young guys are, into your 30s? I think so. Um, you know, as a professional, I suppose you'd always say, oh, yeah, I eat healthy all the time, my whole career, but... It's, it's, I, I've seen players in Dowdy buying pizzas. Yeah, so I, I know you don't eat. The odd pizza's not too bad. It's just you sure Moulton had five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a strange cookie. So you know, I don't, you know, his his eating habits are stranger than most. But he's um, a hooker. It doesn't really matter. Well, you say that, but it's, it, you know, there's everyone's got their own little their special style of, of how they eat and what they eat. Um, 
I just think probably as you get that a little bit older, it takes a little bit longer to get over the games on the weekend, and that's as far as I look at it. Um, nothing's changed dramatically really about the way I go about it. So you know, long may it continue. And um, uh, Steve-O's got on your stats that you're 90 kg. Is that still true? And you have to stay 90 kg for the whole season once they put it in the book. <laughs> well, a little bit of trickery with the weighing scales, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm about 90 kgs, yeah. And it goes up one or two k's, down one or two k's after four games and things like that. So you just you just keep an eye on that weekly. Um, and, you know, you know if you've eaten too much or if you're eating a little bit too little because um, you feel it, start feeling it when you run around. So just, you know, got to keep keep on top of that. We're lucky with Twigsy and James Parks and the physio guy, you know, and the S&C guys, they all keep on top of us um, daily. And we, we've got a good nutrition plan at the club we're lucky they, they cook breakfast and lunch for us so we're, we're lucky the most so you're not uh, living like um, that guy Stringer who played for sale who's only just recently retired the rumour was he lived on like fish and slept in a better wear tub in a what? in a better wear tub to be oh. all fresh and he was yeah, still he playing looked, at what 40? yeah yeah he looked, he looked fresh didn't he not a hair on him um, <laughs> you know hopefully I can keep my hair but if if eating fish is a way to do it, then it looks like you know it's, it's a tried and tested plan. Maybe I'll get on some more fish. So uh, one of the originals came to Exeter back in two thousand and nine, uh, debut at Mosley. Can you remember that day? Yeah, I remember it. Yeah. What was it like? I've never been to Mosley, so I don't know how what the conditions are there or the the, the facilities are like. <sighs> my PC head would say it was a lovely day. You know, great to make my debut. But... Steve-O's not here, and this isn't <laughs> on Chiefs TV. You can <laughs> say you can be truthful. It was. It was. It was interesting. It was um, cabin for change rooms, um, strong wind, uh, a bit of an uphill pitch as well, up and downhill pitch. So it was a real tough test. Nicely churned up bit of mud. It w- well, start of the season, so it was actually probably in its best nick. But um, Not like the Sandy oh, Park carpet yeah. that you're used to now. Yeah, I wouldn't call it a Sandy Park. It's more of a... Um, no, it, it wasn't a bad pitch, but i think we play well actually we scored a few tries and we uh run them around a bit so it's positive positive memory so rob you were rob's first signing uh, as is now well documented since the, the rise of the club and uh, can you remember the conversation with him because had you just been released by gwent dragons uh from my memory i hadn't been released it was still the season so i was still um training and playing with the dragons um they had kind of let me know that there wasn't going to be a contract for me for some, for some reason um, I think it was financial reasons apparently they didn't have enough money but you know I was not exactly stretching the budget then um, but yeah Rob, we had a quick conversation down at Sandy Park he showed me around the facilities it didn't include too much I mean these days you go in doing um, you know extensive rehab and um, fitness testing and all sorts but you know it was how are you trying to get a gist of what kind of person I was and showing me around the club just trying to impress me and then I think I basically signed on that day so I was more than happy to be here So what position did you did you come down to do then because you played fly off you've played wing and, and obviously you, you found your recent years at, at fullback for Exeter what, what did you come down as what were you playing at at, at uh, Newport up until that year I'd played only centre really and a bit at outside half at university the only possession I didn't mention that I have got here on my sheet centre as well centre yeah and scrum half and scrum half as well I've played a bit of everything you're um, a bit big for a scrum half no 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 Mike no. Phillips is much bigger than me is he he's about 6 foot 2 isn't he probably so you know Stu Townsend like a little yappy dog at the back of the, uh, the scrum yeah yeah some scrum halves are bigger in certain ways you know um, <laughs> no, I, 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 I don't know I, I, I like to 
I think I'm an all-round rugby player. I can do a bit of everything, um, apart from maybe scrummaging. That'd be a bit too tough. But you're um, you're good with the bread basket under the high ball. Yeah, not too bad. But that's that comes with practice. Like I said, I think that was the year I signed at Exeter was the first year I ever played fullback. So it was a quick, you know, steep learning curve. And um, high balls to me were quite alien at that point um, but we've done pra- plenty of practice on it and it's, they were quite how- alien against Munster as well weren't they <laughs> see they were, how that ball yeah, was flying yeah. yeah I don't know what was going on there I think even even us got surprised you know even our guys got surprised at the win that day and we, we're pretty used to Sandy Park It's Henry was trying his tricks but they weren't happening were they no nah, it's, it's it's difficult when it's windy like that at Sandy mm. Park and you know they, they found it difficult but they played it quite well and I thought we did alright with it as well Caught a few, caught most of them anyway. It was a hard fall game, but we're not here to talk about individual games, really. Um, I am um, one one question I have for you: as a fullback, it looks like the ball is magnetically attracted to you. How do you kind of get into the right position? Because anytime I try and catch a ball, bearing in mind I'm not a player, it's really quite difficult to try and get into the right position. How do you do that? How do you know where the ball's going to go? Because it is just a ball in the air, even though you're Premiership players. <laughs> There's a lot of triggers, I suppose. You know, you look at the scrum halves and the outside halves. We analyse what types of kicks they do, where they're trying to aim, and that helps. You know, you can just say, right... He's... All in a split second. Well, yeah. Uh, and there's two other guys at the back who tr- who tend to help out as well with the wingers. So we work as a three. Um, and between us, we can cover most of the pitch. So, you know, we should be getting to most things. I know you're not going to catch everything, but... Um, you know what types of kicks people use and you know how to catch those and how to start moving when they give you a trigger you know body language all sorts of things like that and they all help as a fan it looks like they just hoof it scrum half it just sometimes just, sometimes just, they do just uh, hoof it Stu Townsend just tends to hoof it yeah at least he's got rid of that mohawk now and he's had his hair cut properly well I think it's still there isn't it it's just grown well, it looks like I've just seen him actually a minute ago it looks like he's cut it with scissors but we'll talk yeah. about um, Jack Knoll's hair in a minute um, you're sponsored by Burt's Crisps is that right yeah do you get freebies maybe do, do you have loads in the cupboard at home no you don't <laughs> I, I give them out to all the lads obviously oh do you and if they were at home they wouldn't still be in the cupboards they'd all be eaten <laughs> I thought you weren't allowed to eat stuff like that because uh, Stino told me a story that he um, uh, put Tato crisps out for everyone after training and got told off you might not have been there then because it was before Rob Baxter but he uh, got told off yeah I don't know I think there's a bit of a bit of a stigma at the club about treats and bringing it into the workplace I think Tank didn't think so yeah, but he's a, he's a different kettle of fish. I think they'd given up on him by that time. You know what he was trying to eat. Um, it it yeah, I don't know. I suppose it seemed to be a real tight knit professional environment, and bringing crisps in is probably frowned upon. But the guys enjoy a treat or two. You got to have you know you got to live a little. There's um is June's tin a lot fuller, and is she spending less on biscuits now? Tank's gone home. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I haven't seen it full for yeah, like you say, six months since Tank left. <laughs> I think he was secretly filling it up himself. Um, so uh, we, we'll talk about testimonial year in a minute. And I, I saw a lovely article um, of you. Is it in the Times? Yeah, Sunday, Sunday Times. Yeah. Oh, thank you. <laughs> now I haven't read it because I didn't buy the paper, and I and I didn't want to pay the one pound to uh, to register to read it online. So <laughs> I, I can't um, steal any of the questions. But um, I hear it was a good article. Yeah, nice article you know really pleased with it so 
you know, Steve Steve did a good job there and um, Phil Mingo with the photos, you know, he paints a good picture. Well, that's that's what I want to talk about. I don't want to talk about the article because I haven't read it. Uh, and like I said, it's, it's probably bad of me to, to admit that. But the photo, um, you look annoyingly beautiful, I have to say. <laughs> you look like you're in a catalogue with your lovely two daughters and your dog. It looks like... Um, Something higher than Grattan, but you, you look like you've, you've been paid to do that. Well, you can do amazing things with lights, can't you? I think is uh, is probably what I'll get from that. It's <laughs> um, filming go doctored it. Yeah, he has. He's he's done some good work there. That's what I'll say. Um, yeah, I, I think obviously the in my eyes the girls are more beautiful than anything, but you know he's done a good job with me there. Well, let's talk about the two girls because you've got two daughters, uh, Mia and Lit. Lucia. Lucia. Yeah. Which I know because my daughter talks about her all the time. So obviously <laughs> they're at school together, but I wanted to get the pronunciation right. Um, have they changed you uh, much since they came along? Because, again, I've sp- I-, I hate to keep referencing Stino, but I've spoken to him about it. And, you know, there were rumours of him practising kicking on Christmas Day <laughs> and things like that kind of went when he had the boys. Uh, d- have you chilled out a little bit since you've had the two girls? I wouldn't say I've chilled out, no. <laughs> If anything, if anything, I'm a bit more stressed now. Are you training um, harder or, or are you stressed in terms of life as opposed to about the game? They, they test you. They test you in different ways. That's what, that's the main thing. Um, but, you know, they, they bring a lot more to your life than, than, you know, you had before. So that's probably the main thing. They're, they're great girls. They're bundles of joy most of the time. Um, but obviously they test me and Laura quite, quite a lot. Um, but, we, you know, we're really proud of them and... and we're quite glad of where they are and they're, they're enjoying school and they're enjoying being, you know, in their Devon life. So, um, you know, they're, they're brilliant and we wouldn't change them for the world. And, and what are match days like for, for them? I've seen them at, at the stadium with Laura, but it must be so exciting when your dad's one of the warriors on the pitch. <laughs> I don't think they get as excited as, as, excited as Steno's kids, but, um, you know, who are watching every point and, and into <laughs> the game. But they, they like it. They like seeing me out there and... Um, I, I, you know, they probably enjoy the run around on the pitch a bit more. They, they just warm into the big chief as well, so that's a, that's another positive sign. Well, you had a selfie with him at the weekend, didn't you? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, you got to try and keep these guys happy. Yeah. But um, <laughs> yeah, they 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 love it. They love the rugby. Um, I wouldn't say they're all the way into it, but they, you know, they enjoy coming along and watching me. And they got to um, to lead the team out at the um, the most recent final at at Twickenham. So we saw the two girls on the TV. How did they enjoy that experience? Oh, they loved it. They really did love it. They they love going to Twickenham. Um, you know, Don't we all? There. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But Can they, you make sure we go again in May? <laughs> yeah, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. They'll be there again. Um, they love it. They love th- running out on the on the big stage. But I don't think it quite sunk in actually that there's probably 80,000 people looking at them yeah um, but they they still loved it I, I was fully expecting them to break down and stop right there and I'd have to coax them out onto the pitch oh. or something like that but they were brilliant um, they loved it I think Mia was in a bit of a world of her own she wanted to do a full lap of the pitch I think but <laughs> they managed to just steer her back towards the dugout um, I know my little girl Paige was very excited uh, uh, I was at the game but my wife said that she was very excited to see Mia walk out it's Mia it's Mia it's Mia yeah. Yeah, they were they were good. They were good as goal, you know. Um, it's brilliant, you know. We're, we're really lucky to get that opportunity, and uh, they they loved it. So testimonial year, how's that come about? Because we we've seen TJ do his uh, on the back of his honours. We've seen Stino do do his with his Irish twist. Uh, who mentioned it? How did it come up? Because I know it's a, it, it's a real honour, isn't it, for a sportsman to have a testimonial year? It is, um, and it just you know it got spoken about probably two years ago when I signed a contract, and that meant that I would have been you know going into 10 years at the club and 
I spoke to Rob about it at the time, and then as 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 this year's come along, um, at the beginning of the year, just kind of broached the subject again, and on whether or not the club would be happy with it, and whether or not they kind of grant me the 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 chance to run a testimonial, and I, and they were more than happy to do that, and you know, forever thankful really for the club and what they've done for me, and and actually agreeing this is you know that last little you know high five or whatever, but they've you know it's been a it's been a brilliant place to work as you call it you can't really call it work but they've been um exceptional really on on supporting me as a as a person as a as a rugby player so you know really pleased and thankful that i get this opportunity i don't want to veer down that route uh this route too much but uh you mentioned two years so this is your second second year of two-year contract yeah yeah so. it is um second and last year of my contract so fingers crossed I was going to say yeah where we have fingers crossed we won't veer down uh, negotiations and put you in an awkward <laughs> position um, so what what is planned in terms of testimonial because um, uh, when I spoke to you back in August for, for BBC Radio Devon you were saying that there, there are events in place there was a launch event at Mercedes um, there's golf events where, where are we at we're in what October now so what's the next event um, so we yeah we had the launch in September um, which went really well down at Mercedes it was a nice event and plenty of people there so I uh, got to talk. It was an invite-only in. situation, wasn't it, Tracy? I, 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 I didn't get an invite. <laughs> oh, no. Still, still bitter about that. Oh, no. Oh, sorry about that. It's fine. <laughs> um, I was on the list of not to invite. <laughs> yeah. No, it was a good event. Um, and, you know, so we're kind of underway now. and We're, lo- we're looking forward to the first event, which is going to be the um, Cookie Club cookbook launch and bake-off. I've seen this. So, so you've, you've, have you written it? Or you've stolen some recipes, or how has it happened? Well, just being helped out with the guys from Cookie Club um, who have put their recipes in on their kind of signature dishes in there. Are you Um, not in Cookie Club, though, are you? Well... Because I've not seen you there. When I had got sent over there... I'm going to tell you a story now. Steve-O forgot to sort me out some interviews with Don and Tank. Right. And then lazily said, oh, you need to go and find them. And I was okay. like, well, okay, well, hunt the rugby player. Awkward. And they were at Cookie Club. So I went and found them. And um, approaching Cookie Club is like serious. Yeah, yeah. It's like you've walked in on some sort of private oh, yeah. lodge meeting. Yeah, it is. T- yeah. Tank, who was always very polite, was like, what do you want? Yeah. You want my number? Yeah, okay. Can you go away? It's, it's serious baking business. It, it is. It's a serious group. And, you know, um, I've I've had a bit of stick off them while while trying to do this and uh, well, you know because you're not one of them because Dave Ewers is like a senior member isn't he he's yeah. got like proper baking kit well luckily they've kind of asked me to be part of it and um, I produced a little signature dish to you know soften the blow a little bit is and, that an and initiation test <laughs> it was slightly <laughs> um, you know it is a bit rough to start with but the the guys have taken me in now and, um, and we're enjoying uh, some. Lovely treats and what was the what, what is the dish then? Tell us. Oh well, I've had I did two cakes um, to start with, just to uh, you know really butter them up a bit. Um, Jam sponge. One was a Victoria sponge, <laughs> you know that uh, I'd say the wife helped me out with quite a lot, and another one was a bought treat. So from the guys at Mag Cakes, it was a um, exceptional. Is that allowed? Cakes. It is. I think if some thought goes into it and. Um, you'll have to ask the other guys who, who are members but um, I thought the cake was pretty good and we had a homemade one as well so you know I kind of covered both bases there I love how you, you've got like the permission from David Lloyd to go in and eat stuff from external sources because they're quite hot on selling you things but and they, they give you plates so you're nice. allowed, you can sit and eat well yeah you know I think that um, that's the 
that's the prestigiousness of the club you know we bring we're allowed in and we're not talking know, about the extra Chiefs we're talking about the cookie yeah, yeah, club yeah, you know, nothing we, to do with the rugby club no no we're, we're opening doors all over the place so it's uh, it's a good place is Sandwich Club now defunct because Julian Salvi was something to do with that wasn't he yeah it's like a rival yeah it club. was there was a rivalry there and, and again I was before me before my time but um, you know I think there was a bit of bad blood um, the likes of Jack Noel and his sandwiches were uh, <laughs> They they were rivaling each other and and it seems to me like Sandwich Club has has kind of it's gone. I don't know. It's maybe lying dormant. I don't know. <laughs> so there's a book. Uh, that was the point we were getting yeah. to. There's, yeah, a yeah, there's a book that you're bringing out. There's a book and there'll be some you know really interesting uh, recipes in there to make some lovely cakes and and treats that uh, guys can copy um, and you know add bits themselves and and find their own recipes. But um, yeah, it, it it's good. It gives a little bit of a bio on each. Each baker and their influences and um, Phil Dolman, my wife made it. Yeah. Phil Dolman, <laughs> yeah, I bought it from yeah. the shop. <laughs> yeah, mine's not, you know I haven't got a massive uh, you know array of baking abilities, but I'm improving. Um, but there's some really good ones in there actually. Some tasty treats. Some some of the guys have uh, really produced some good stuff. So there's a there's a launch event for that. When is it? That's on the 28th of November. And I can get tickets, or we can get tickets at. There's uh, a website, isn't yeah. It? There's a website which is dolliesyear.co.uk, um, and that's at RGB Roomworks. Oh, okay. Down in Marsh Barton, so they've got you know ready-made kitchen facilities on board, and we're going to do a bit of a bake-off there against Exeter City Football, which has been a oh, okay. A that year, sounds yeah, fun. Yeah, yeah. It's a yearly event, and it's it's a bit of rivalry there now. So I think they won last time. And it, you know, it was, it was a bit, a bit of a dodgy decision. So I think we've got something to prove now. Referee, um, what else have you got coming up? There's a golf event at the back end of the year, and there's also a yep. dinner back end of the year. And you're doing a game as well, match. Yeah, um, but back end of the year. Yeah, so that'll be around August time, um, with a with a pre-match dinner the night before as well. Um, so for those who went to Gareth's um, uh, game and and pre-match dinner last year, it was along the similar ilk, um, but should be really enjoyable event we'll get some guest speakers along to uh, as entertainment for the evening and then into the match the next day and who are you uh, going to play is it it's a welsh is it a welsh side we're hoping to get yes yeah, to get like a welsh uh, anglo welsh feel to it um obviously because i'm welsh, welsh playing in england <laughs> really um, are you yeah so that, you know and try and rope in some guys that i played with in wales and obviously guys who've played with in england or played against or um ex chiefs so uh, Can we have Chris Budgen on the pitch again, please? Well, yeah, it'd be great to get Budge back. Um, I'm not sure how much rugby he's got left in him, although he's still playing. He's playing for one of my I local clubs. I saw a clubs. picture online the other day that he's still playing. Yeah, I think he's. I'm sure he was at Caerphilly or Bedwas, which is my, both of my old local clubs. How old is the man now? Is he like 110? Yeah, he's still must be. charging along. He must. It seriously he must be mid 40s, something like that. I mean, he was 40 when I was playing with him. He sure. looks older than Julian Salvi. I mean, he I must know. be old. And there's a horrible rumour that's going around that Julian Salvi's younger than me. Um, Apparently. I think I think he might be. Uh, I don't know. It was his birthday the other day. It came up on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. It came up on Facebook. Yeah. Um, uh, so, 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 so there's the match, there's the dinner, there's the golf event. What else is coming up? Because um, we do need to plug this stuff before we move on to Jack Noel's hair. We've also got a white, white collar boxing, which is another big event for us, I think, which is, you know, looking to be at Sandy Park. Um... And will you be putting your beautiful face will, in the in the firing line? I will certainly not be boxing. No way. No way. Couldn't throw a punch. Couldn't take a punch. So it's not much hope for me there. Um, 
it, yeah, we, we'll, we'll try and get some names in there. There's some familiar faces. Um, like Sir Kai Horseman's quite keen. Julian Salvi. He hasn't got a beautiful it. face, so it's fine. No, exactly. Stick him in there. And Julian Salvi. Julian Salvi certainly hasn't got a beautiful face. But his wife's quite happy now that Julian Salvi's not playing because his um, his face is all recovering. I saw him yeah. on Saturday at the game and he, he's looking yeah. a lot fresher. Well, he doesn't look the same, does he, without stitches in his eyebrows or <laughs> you know some sort of blood on his face. So you know, it'd be, it'd be quite good to get him in there. He's not committed fully, though, is he? Because he hasn't had the teeth put back in yet. He's still wearing the plate, he told me. Yeah. Just, I have some serious conversations with these it's people. Really, it's, it's really horrible. It's deep. It's horrible. You, you sit next to him at dinner and he, or lunch and he <laughs> pulls his teeth out and puts them on the table. It's not nice. And he's got fangs. And he's still got a bit of breakfast in there as well from the morning or something. It's horrible. But, and, he's, uh, and he's a coach now. He's a, like a boss now. Yeah, so you've got, you got to you know, give him some respect in that position and you just kind of watch him eat. It's, it's <laughs> tough. So Kai, Kai Boy uh, and potentially Julian Salvi. Yeah, that could be one of the bouts. Love, um, that. Love that. And Tom Johnson's put his name in the hat as well. So he looks like a boxer, doesn't he, Tom Johnson? He looks, yeah, he, he fit. He's got a body like a like a boxer. He's fit. Yeah, I'm not sure how much he'd like getting punched in the face, but he, he's he's put his name forward. And uh, I wouldn't get in a ring with him because I think he'd be quite. Cool. Yeah, I think because he's be. very committed as a man, isn't he, to yeah. things. So he, he he's gonna he's gonna train. Oh for yeah, that. definitely, definitely. Um, so when is that? That is uh, is March. 15th. I I have no interest in asking you how you register for it to to be one of the boxes. Again, um, I think you go on the website for that. Yeah, um, I don't I don't want to know. No, I don't want to okay. be involved in that. Is there you any? Sure? It is definitely sure. <laughs> is there anything else in the year that we haven't mentioned? So the gala dinner. Um, I think you touched on dinner. Uh, well, I touched on the dinner for the game, but yeah. there's a gala dinner. There's a gala dinner. Um, again, that's at Sandy Park. Um, that's in February time, so first of February. Again, get your tickets for that at, on the website, and um, that's going to be you know a real big, big night. Um, you know, theme is a secret, but we'll, well we got Tracy it. in the studio who's on the committee. Behind every good testimonial, there's a committee. So um, I'd imagine there are going to be some very exciting things planned if if Tracy is it is it. Yeah, involved. fingers crossed. It'd be a, you know real real big night, um, enjoyable night, and people will kind of go away with a with a different view on Sandy Park. Okay. Okay. Will there be brains? Beer brains. Because there was a Guinness for, yeah. for Gareth, wasn't there? I'm not sure. I'm not sure we're going to kind of go the same way, but okay. um, there, there might be some Welsh beer. There Will might there be, be some, some dragons? <laughs> no. <laughs> dragons are not real. No, They're not real. They are real. <laughs> will, will there be Welsh cakes? There could be Welsh cakes. It could be Welsh do cakes. Do you eat Welsh cakes? Yeah. Love Welsh cakes. Yeah. My nan used to make the best Welsh cakes. They're just like plastered in sugar, aren't they? Sugar raisins in them, baked stones. They used to, my nan used to call them. They're lovely. I, I never had any, funnily enough, until I lived in Wales because I'm from Devon. I didn't know what they were. We eat scones and cream and jam here, and then I went to Wales and got introduced to brains and um, and Welsh cakes. Yeah, so good. nutritious. Good yeah, As lovely. you can tell, I was really focused on nutrition. <laughs> um, can you teach me some Welsh? Um, yeah, Boradar. Good morning. Oh yeah, I know that one. Prynhoundar. Good afternoon. Wow, this is this is going better than I thought. Because um, sometimes Welsh people can't speak Welsh, can they? Well, I can't. I can't. I wouldn't say I'm a Welsh speaker. Oh, you've started well. I can yeah. do. I, I said this to. Uh, I was on corporate with Alex Cuthbert the other day, and I said Cymru and Bith. Yeah, nice. Very nice. He was like, "Oh, that's yeah. that's good." Croeso with Cymru. Welcome to Wales. Oh, I don't know. You'll one. see that on the boards when you drive it in. Um, Nostar. Nostar. Good night. Yeah. Kutch. Yeah. Well, for a hug. Yeah. It's not really I well. don't think that's you know I don't know what the translation of that would be but um, yeah it's a it hug is, isn't it a it is hug it means hug yeah, yeah. Um, just Welsh word for a hug um, what else would you I like the Welsh word for police 
Hethley. Hethley. No, the English call it Hethlu. Hethlu. Because well, the D becomes an F. Yeah. But I think I've probably got the pronunciation wrong. Well, apparently, well, Carl Rimmer likes this one, but my name in Welsh is obviously Philip. Because <laughs> I got a double L in there. So, well, fit, fit lip. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's fish what you'll have Goffman. after the boxing, mate. Yeah, I know. Well, hopefully I'll stay away from that. But yeah, I, I, I like to think I remembered a bit of the Welsh. I'm trying to teach the girls, you know, a bit of Welsh, counting to 10. Um, yeah, now, there's a question. How do you feel about them having Devonian accents? Because I haven't spotted it because I'm Devonian, but you must spot it. It must have a softer accent to, to you and Laura because you're both Welsh, but these girls, I hate to say this, aren't Welsh, are they? No. Well, I love the way you hesitated. It's like Nick White being told is that uh, his child is English. Yeah, I know. <laughs> which is also true. It's a, it's a strange feeling, but I think... Should I say that again? Your daughters are English. Yeah, I I can't deny it. Mia, Mia was actually born in in Exeter as well, whereas Lucia was born in Cardiff. So mm-hmm. she's got the you know she's so, well, she's, Welsh, she's Welsh. Well, she's born in well, yeah. she's born in Cardiff. She's Welsh. I'd still say Mia. That, so let's let's rephrase that. Mia is English. Mia's English. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think <laughs> the devastation and the realization of of this. Yeah, both me and Laura have got you know English and Welsh parents, so. We're kind of a bit diluted, but um, <laughs> oh look, I don't mind too much. There's worse places to be other than Devon. <laughs> I know. I'm just winding you up. Let's talk about the Red Rocket. This I know this was documented <laughs> in the Times article, yeah. and you have told me about the Red Rocket. Yeah. So um, it's in the car park. You drive yeah. a Peugeot. It's a Peugeot 106, isn't it? 206. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. the 206. I need right. to get the grade right. But you've had this car how long? Twelve years. 12 years. Two litre HDI is an absolute bomber. It's, it's a posh one. <laughs> it's a posh one, as my nan would say. Yeah. It's a sport as well, Watch out. Oh, well, so the boys, uh, you know, the young boys down at the club have got their, their deals with the Mercedes and Jaguars, yeah. and Henry's got his posh Land Rover. You've got the Red Rocket. I've got the Red Rocket, yeah. So um, the Red Rocket has got a personalised number plate. Yeah. Is it P Doll? Doll? D O L? P 13 Doll. Yeah. Obviously, because I used to play centre uh, okay yeah yeah the Do position you, uh, I forgot you played um, I, I told you I nearly drove into it didn't I no yeah I, well I went to Screwfix the other Sunday oh yeah and it was there in the car park and yeah, I only recognised it because of the registration number and I wasn't really looking where I was it's, going yeah it's in some you know tuning some performance <laughs> tuning in the garage just making sure that it's running nicely if someone drove into it you know like an idiot like me how devastated would you be because it, it sounds like the Red Rocket is one of the family Oh, not that devastated. <laughs> I'm not really into my cars, you know. It's, it's like, yeah, it's done a good job for me. I, I really like it. Um, I'd love a more executive, stylish car, but, um, you know, it does a job. I drive a few miles into work every day or into training every day and back, and that's all it does. Um, it's, it, back to the Chiefs and, um, and, and and Rob bringing you to the club. How different is the club now from when you when you joined? I asked you this question back in August and you, and you couldn't really answer it, but it, a lot is different, isn't it? The facilities are better. The, 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 the feel around the park on a match day is, is bigger. The crowds yeah. are bigger. It, the, there's more money about it's more. Is it more serious? It is more serious, yeah, definitely. It's, it's just, like you say, it's bigger and better in, in general. Every, you know, the spine of it is the same. Um, you know, the group of players hasn't changed, or the type of group of players hasn't changed that much. And then going up through the club, it hasn't changed that much. But then just those outside bits, those periphery bits, like the bigger, I don't know, bigger bars, better changing rooms, better um, gym facilities, better pitch, 
bigger stadium you know just it's just those little add-ons every year that hotel coming yeah hotel coming um jack knoll's alter g which is some fancy running machine you know so those little add-ons that we get <laughs> jack knoll's alter g <laughs> Um, is that the one that Henry got his leg better on the one that means you can run with a broken leg yeah exactly yeah, you yeah. run on a cloud it's lovely yeah I interviewed um, uh, Rowie told me all about that yeah. the investment they made in that it sounds very good it is it's, you know those types of things are just those little little add-ons that just make it make the whole thing a lot better um, you know the, the, the coaching staff you know the S&C staff has just grown and grown got better and better and that's just helped the players get better and better and the playing side of it get better and better and then we're producing on the pitch um, which just brings in bigger crowds so it's, you know it's, it's it's a good good environment at the moment and hopefully we can keep keep growing and have you noticed yourself becoming one of the elder statesmen because you're now you're one of the originals but there aren't many left are there there's you Steno Ben Moon yeah is that it that's it so TJ's gone yeah Hayden's gone yeah Oh, but Hayden's um, still there, but he's he's in a coaching he's capacity. Jesse, yeah, Jesse, Steen, Jesse, yeah. yeah, those boys. Um, so there's, yeah, I think I've got that right. Three of you. It's crept up. It's crept up on me. Um, boys, you know, certainly nowadays love to remind me of the fact that I'm the eld- one of the eldest there and the oldest statesman. But what um, young scamps like Johnny Hill? Yeah, well, Johnny's not too bad. Jack Knowles seems to get stuck into me about my age all the time, but does he? I was going to say who's who's the uh, the mouthiest or, or like the the most camaraderie with you. <sighs> Astino as well. He gives me a bit of jip, and I'm well. He I, can't start. He's, he's older. older. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he's older than both of us. I know. We've got that over him. Um, so I don't know. They just t- they can tend to give it to me, but I just put it at the back of my mind. Try and move on and move forward. <laughs> you know you're only as old as you feel and I feel pretty young I suppose I act pretty young as well I act like a kid apparently and dress like a kid um, but um, uh, some yeah. of the boys have referenced your dress sense uh, when they do that thing in the programme yeah. uh, you've been ribbed a bit but not as bad as Alec Hepburn he wears some really bad stuff yeah awful clothes really awful clothes like, it, like it's walked out of the 80s where is he getting this or he's stuff picked it out of someone's bin that's what it looks like sometimes <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. But him and Harry uh, are, are crazy guys, so we won't go into that. We've okay. had them in here lots of times, oh, right. um, and I've been exposed to, to them happy to that humour firsthand. Yeah. Um, so uh, career highlights. Um, let's talk about the final because you won the premiership. That is obviously the career highlight, right? Yeah. Um, but that was followed by instant um, disappointment because you had had the call from Wales so, so let's rewind to the week before the final and I interviewed you that week for Radio Devon and you had had a call and you thought it was someone winding you up didn't you? Yeah I thought it was one of the lads winding me up you hear this all the time actually don't you that, that people get a call from you know national coaches or you know get called up to something or other and they can't quite believe it and they think someone's messing around and it was I get out there it's Sally Jones Mike <laughs> but it, no, it was um, it was uh, Rob McBride rang and left an answer phone message off of obviously a number I didn't recognise and he was looking after the, the squad whilst Warren was yeah, off with the, the Lions, with the Lions. Um, and obviously that was like well that's a bit strange sounds very Welsh good Welsh accent that um, <laughs> I wonder who's been up to <laughs> this you know who's, who's done this Um and I kind of turned around and I said I think Steno was there so I said I think I just got a phone call off Rob McBride he's like well ring him back then ring him. I was like, well what if it's someone taking the mick out of me I'm going to ring him back he's like you have to ring him back so I rang him back and there it was yeah he you know, asked me to go away on the tour and obviously I was very pleased with that um, 
I didn't I didn't say yes straight away or I kind of said yes I think but then I backtracked and said right I'll speak to uh, Laura yeah Laura and the, and the I remember and my the, wife and telling me that Laura had said uh, whilst they were talking on the school run something about it was going to um, get in the way of the holiday you had booked exactly or something yeah. <laughs> because you had a, a family holiday booked to go away we had a family holiday you know a nice 10 day break away with the kids booked um, and then this bloke's run from Wales know, to and, ruin and, it all. And, and you know, uh, uh, looking forward to that kind of after the season had finished, you know, not something nice for Laura and the kids to look forward to. Yeah. And then it was right. Well, what are we going to do? Who's going to go with you, or we're we going to cancel it? So we were kind of umming and ahhing of whether to cancel the holiday. We didn't in the end because we said right, we'll wait till after the game mm-hmm. and then cancel it after that. And luckily, this is rugby, and you never know what's going <laughs> exactly. Happen. And luckily, we didn't cancel. And we still went on holiday. So, so, so the elation of being called finally by Wales to come in as, as cover um, the Premiership final that week. Talk me through that day because you obviously scored a try in the final. Yeah. Um, and then you got injured. What? How did you get injured? I, re- I I don't remember it, but then I don't remember most of that game because I go I went in. I never used to be so into sport, but with Chiefs, I seem to go into this kind of <laughs> space where I can't think. And the when zone. It, yeah, the zone. I, yeah, yeah. There's closest the zone that I will ever get to that you boys go into. But I, that day was is a blur, and I, it's it was. I was so nervous for you all because I'd obviously wanted you to win so much. I can't remember bits of it. Yeah, it's it's really funny. Like you say, those big big games, you kind of tend to forget a lot of it because there's just those one or two major things that stick out in your mind. Um, and they kind of take over the rest of the thoughts and, and memories. But Amazing game for a neutral, though, because yeah. Di Young's gang were coming at you hard, and yeah. Haskell, and they were relentless, and Launchbury, it was just amazing. To, it's amazing to watch back, knowing yeah. the result. I like to put it on and go, wonder what's going to happen. Yeah, like you say, it's great, isn't it? <laughs> this is a results. good game. Wolves yeah. are doing well, aren't they? Oh, yeah. my God, that's good. <laughs> oh, it's unlucky they've lost the game. Oh, they? what a shame. But we'd, we'd um, I think we'd thoroughly, we should have won the game before extra time and truly believe that we were much better than them on the day but they just clung in there they got things out of nowhere and they had one or two guys that really kept them in the game whereas we had we kind of performed better overall but they still managed to stick in the game and we you know we luckily we managed to get enough points and and then Stino kicked the gate the the winning points at the end so we were we were we were lucky that we came away with a victory but I think we still thoroughly deserved it um, I'm but obviously lucky to get a little touchdown. The, the way it all happened, though, isn't it? That Henry's kick to the corner, to five meters. The what, drive the semi-final. Over, yeah, the drive over yeah. the line. I remember sitting in the or standing in the press conference after the game, and, and Mark McCall looked like someone had stood on his dog. He's he like, people are start asking stupid questions, like, "What? Yeah. What's going to happen now? Are you going to release the boys for the Lions tour?" Well, yeah, obviously. Yeah. Um, he just looked very sad and upset, which is understandable. It is. But he'd also won the European Cup the week before, so he didn't have a and that, you know too much to be said yeah about. You can, can't complain too much can they um, so, so the injury how did you get injured then because you, you, you're in you're in the uh, you're in the pictures and on the cup with your crutch aren't you yeah um, can you believe it? it was in a ruck or near a ruck so I just make sure I try and stay away from as many of those as possible but um, what are you doing in them at your age I think we had we had the ball and I went in to pass the ball away and for some reason it popped out and I went to step I stepped over it to pick the ball up and one of the other guys dived towards the ball and his shoulder just crumpled my knee inwards and I just knew straight away he was gone. Ligments. We're going on holiday with the family, not to uh, not away with Wales. Yeah, yeah. And is there any disappointment about that? 
because you still won the Premiership. Yeah. If you never win anything again, you've still won the Premiership. There'd be some real big disappointment if we hadn't won the Premiership, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, that smoothed over the cracks a bit. I don't know. Maybe maybe later on down the line they'll reopen, but um, it was, it was you know, overall brilliant experience, so I wouldn't change it. It's it it superb. Have you ever been called at all to train with Wales? Or was that the first call you'd, you'd ever had in your career? That was the first call, yeah. I think... By all accounts, I'd been close once or twice, mm. I think. But they'd maybe been thinking about it, but no one actually spoke to me. And then, Well, you hear these rumours, don't you? Because um, I've been told that... Um, I mean, Ben Moon obviously got called recently, but I've been told there's been a kit bag with his name on it there before. And yeah, he's right. just always been on the fringe, apparently. That's, that's I can't remember who told me that. that. It's I a cracking room. Maybe started it himself. Yeah. <laughs> he's he been probably, telling everyone for years. He probably put his name on the bag and sent it up there. <laughs> um, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about career lowlights in a minute, and I don't want to get sad on it, but let's talk about Jack Knoll's hair. So um, we've seen it on social media. He's gone to the barbers. He's had it all cut off, and he's come back with it bleached blonde. Yeah. And he looks like Eminem. Why? Copied Johnny Hill. Ah. That's what Alex Cuthbert go. said. Yeah. He copied Johnny Hill. Johnny Hill did it a week before. Well, Tom O'Flatty said he looked like Miley Cyrus. Yeah, Miley Cyrus, definitely. He looks more like Miley Cyrus than he does uh, Eminem. <laughs> or maybe James O'Connor. He's copied him as well. You know, the lad plays at sale. Uh, t- t- Tom was saying, though, that you can't really moan about his hair because when you look around the changing rooms, there are some horrific haircuts. There's some, yeah, poor hair. Uh, have you ever had an adventurous haircut? Because you, you seem quite a pedestrian man on the hair. Not in my not in my uh, latter years, but um, have you had a mohawk like yeah, Stu Townsend? Yeah, you well, not, a, not a full mohawk. I had a bit of a mullet when I was a young lad in Wales, as <laughs> a lot of young people in Wales have, um, and it had a red dye at the end of it. So. You need to go and search out this uh, Newport Grant Dragons team photo. Yeah, it's a bit like Don, but red instead of blonde. Okay, um, what for for the red dragon? Yeah, obviously red for Wales. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was as bad as it gets, really. Other than obviously growing up as a kid and the wet look gel and all that kind of stuff, that was a bit awful. Yeah, I know what you mean. I went through that. Yeah, and the spike. Yeah, did you ever have like the Marcus Tandy slick back in Who's the nineties? Marcus 90s? Tandy, the dude off of Eldorado. Let's not go. There. Um, okay, so we've talked about Cookie Club, we've talked about Sandwich Club, we um, we've talked about Welsh cakes. Biggest clown in the changing room. You've mentioned you get a bit of jibing from Jack Knoll. Yeah. Jack, yeah, Jack's not great. Um, <laughs> he does, he does mess around with my stuff a little bit as well. Times to draw things on my trainers and my water bottles and things like that. Um, outside of that, yeah. Who, who's think. the comedian? Who's the team comedian? Uh, There's not many. <laughs> I'd have said, uh, I'd have said, Kai, Kai Horseman last year. But obviously he's moved on, so he's Stu got Townsend, he's got a grown up job now, like me. Yeah, he's got to sell things. Yeah, he's got to you know act important and things like that. Stu Townsend's a bit likes to think he jokes around a bit. Um, Sam Hill, but then it always backfires on him. Um, Sam Hill, the, isn't he the bus DJ? Yeah, he's he's got a bit of competition lately though with uh, Joe Snow. Oh, so, it's jo- young yeah. Joe Snow stepping up. There's a bit of a. You know, they're at loggerheads there on who's the best DJ, but um, I think Joe Snow's pushing it as well. Is Joe so. starting to be, a tra- I guess, a travelling reserve, so he's he's getting in there and on the bus action? <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> him or him. I mean, certainly not me. Certainly not me. But, um, yeah, I'm trying to think. Who's, uh, who, Jack Noel, yeah, I put Jack Noel. Who's worse to room with? Who, who's the worst you've ever had to room with? I haven't had too many 
bad roomies actually the worst one I imagine would be Ian Witten um, although I haven't had the pleasure of doing it does he have to share with Steno though because they're shares, Northern Irish yeah he shares with Steno if you have two interviews and you listen to them as I do on headphones yeah. they're the same person what seriously. when they talk yeah seriously they, they are the same person you, you really have to listen hard to distinguish yeah well we listen to them every day don't we and Ian speaks up on so the... deeply yeah he's got a real it's very kind of deep and they've both got really deep voices I think I'd, yeah Ian Ian would be a strange roomie Apparently he pushes the beds apart as soon as he gets there. So like they're as far apart as they can be. Um, sometimes known to sleep in the bathtub or in what? the bathroom. Yeah, on the floor in the bathroom. Maybe he's had a bad experience. I don't. I just don't understand. Um, and actually move move, move rooms in the middle of the night. Um, so Stino obviously usually comes down to breakfast and he's wondering where Ian's gone. <laughs> he's <laughs> either slept in the corridor or he's picked up another room or something or other. Who eats the most uh, crap, the most sweets? Is it true that it's Thomas Francis? Yeah. Uh, Henry Slade eats a lot of sweets and stuff. Does he? Yeah, and biscuits and things like that late at night. Um, yeah, Thomas Francis eats probably the most, I reckon, in general. One, one last thing I wanted to ask you, uh, Phil. So we, we talked about signature cakes and stuff. I was just going to ask you a random question. Do you cook? Yes. And, and what, what's your favourite recipe? How complicated is it? Not very complicated. I wouldn't say I'm a, an extensive cook and my knowledge is limited. I like to cook, I don't know, a little Thai green curry or a nice bit of a different chilli. Fairly standard dishes um, <laughs> to feed a family. <laughs> Although, you know, they, sometimes I'm cooking two different meals at the same time. But um, yeah, I'll go with a nice Thai green curry. I told you I was going to ask you some random questions and that was 45 minutes of slightly random <laughs> fan-led uh, questions uh, from my direction there. Um, so remind us, uh, testimonial year, obviously celebrating your 10th year as we come into 2019 here at the Exeter Chiefs. We can find out more on the website. Yeah, dolliesyear.co.uk. And what's the date of the uh, the book launch? The book launch is 28th of November. And that's at RGB The Room Works? Yeah, with, with a bake-off as well, so... And we can get that signed and watch you beat Exeter City. Yes. Uh, Phil, uh, on behalf of the fans, I always like to say this. Thank you so much for your service to the club. Uh, We wish you a continued success and um, good luck with your testimonial year. Thank you very much. Your behind-the-scenes access to Sandy Park. Thank you! The Exeter Chiefs podcast.